0: that not have crossed your mind or you wouldn't have felt just a little bit in your gut like maybe this isn't a good idea to go and sit on the board of this well, I just Ukrainian said company. I said that, I said to you in retrospect I right, up my judgment. Time, you never it never you never thought this might not look right. You know what I'm a human and you know what did I make a mistake well maybe in 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 the grand scheme of things yeah but did I make a mistake based upon some on un- ethical lapse absolutely not. He is <laughs> Oh yeah, I find this guy so entertaining. Maybe you need to see the video. His
1: body language is is uh, well, it's notable. He
2: has used that tone of voice, the and, open hands, and and that expression and everything like that. He's used that with girlfriends and wives and cops and military officers and his dad. Right, his whole life, yeah, to get out of various jams he's gotten himself into. I
1: didn't want to do the cocaine, but they they, they insisted it was an error in judgment. <laughs> Was oh, going to be that kind of party, and then I, what was I supposed to do?
2: Um, and he got mad there. He get he gets he gets his back up very quickly about being challenged on these things. Mm-hmm. He had to put his he put his he, his head in his hand and kind of like really glared at her. Like i look, I'm extra calm here, trying to hold myself together. Yeah, and <laughs> well, he's training. a high
1: powered attorney.
2: Wow. Yeah, at one point he mentions, I worked for one of the best law firms in the world. How'd you get that job? I served on the board with Antra. How'd you get that job? All, everything you've got is because your dad is the vice president, bailing you out of your completely messed up life.
0: This idea is a bunch of malarkey.
1: Oh, defense of the boy. Well, he knew, though. All right, we'll do a sit down with ABC. It'll be soft, Wally. The gal there, to her credit... Um, asks him some pretty probing questions. Yeah. it's a decent interview. Oh yeah. Uh, ABC, the same folks who brought you a firing range uh, video from Kentucky and claimed it was Syria. Anyway, uh, but they do a good job in this. And he knows, and you watch his body language. He he knows. God, if I go crazy and start screaming at this gal, uh, my dad's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a guy who would blame Biden in any
2: way for having a kid who's a, a screw up. Just you know it can happen doesn't mean that
1: there's anything wrong with Joe Biden, but um there are several things wrong with Joe Biden, but that's not proof of it
2: right exactly yeah so but the fact that uh, the children of the powerful get all these <laughs> get all these various kind of jobs is yeah. just incredible.
1: oh man that's I, I'd have
2: to with, it up. I would like to know if in a parallel universe you take somebody with his whatever his genetic makeup is for ethics. His, his intelligence, which I don't know what it is. I've never seen any on display. And watch their career path without your dad being a 30-year senator and then vice president. Do you end up at one of the greatest law firms in the world? And are all these boards making tens of thousands of dollars a month? Probably not.
1: You know, that reminds me. And we've had so much great stuff to get through this half hour, including the controversial Saturday Night Live bit that NBC had to apologize for. And um in a town council, one of your it's well woke idiots in the news uh, coming up in the next segment. But as long as we brought this up, just gotta touch on this real quickly. I saw this. Uh, I think one of our alert listeners emailed us the link to uh, mailbag dot com. But it's this article from HuffPo, and it's it's way down the class warfare. Uh, lefty Bernie Sanders bull dung, you know, ideology line to me. But there were some aspects of it that I found pretty darned interesting. The headline is, The Glass Floor is Keeping America's Richest Idiots at the Top. <laughs> and again, again <laughs> Glass Floor. Some of it is just carping about people like Hunter Biden or the one of the Dell computer heirs who... You know, he he couldn't start a, a cold water store in the middle of the Sahara and make it work. I mean, he's just, and so it's just sniping huh. at these people. And, and it's all about the lack of uh, class mobility in America these days. And see and the it, university system. Well, yes, thank you. Some of it is crap, but then they get into the university system. And they, uh, I'm just going to throw you a bunch of statistics here. Uh, Last month, a Duke University study revealed that 43 percent of white Harvard students were not admitted on merit. 43 percent—they were recruited athletes, legacies, students on the dean's interest list, whatever that is, and children of faculty and staff. The dean's interest list, which—that's a roster of applicants with ties to wealthy donors. Okay. 43 percent of the white folks admitted were uh, special students. Let's, let's make sure this application goes through. <laughs> uh, let's see. It demonstrated the extent to which elite universities concentrate the privilege of their already privileged students. Pick just a few representative stats. Children from the n- top 1% of the income distribution are 77 times more likely to attend Ivy League schools than the pe- poorest 20%. Well, they're just smarter, apparently. Sure. Uh, Harvard's class of 22 includes more legacy students than African-American students. I, I, you, by the way, if you have to jump out of your car or something or, or whatever, your takeaway from this is the whole elite colleges thing is a load of crap. Don't fall into that. It's a it's a bizarre well, subculture that just, back, you know, there's a term for it, but it involves a nasty word. It's just they're they're making love to themselves over and over. Again.
2: It's elite if you define elite uh, like in um uh you know, monarchy days,
1: connected and wealthy. It's mm-hmm. not elite for uh intellect. And uh, all that sort or of Or certainly stuff. not necessarily. But then they get into, they mention that, listen, you're Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Princeton. They only admit a tiny number of students anyway in terms of a societal effect. So, yeah, it's outsized. But but then they go on. Um To look at other universities and other tiers of universities, which, again, is a concept I despise. But in 2016, the University of Washington enrolled more low-income applicants than the entire student bodies of all those four colleges. So they move on to um, Uh, the more important engine of elite entrenchment is uh, the colleges that sit one rung lower. More than half of the children of the top 0.1% of income earners attend these schools – compared with fewer than 1 in 50 poor children. Uh, uh, the selective universities, not the Ivies, but Notre Dame, University of North Carolina, University of Southern California, California etc., admit higher percentages of legacy students than even like Princeton. 38 colleges, including Upper Crust, Mainstays, Colgate's and Tufts, Colgate and Tufts, admit more students from the top 1% than from the bottom 60%. Um, and it goes on and on that... They are your your top few tiers of universities are looking for rich kids, period, to support their giant bloated, uh, you know, administration rich
2: scam while teaching kids these just ridiculous views about. Um, diversity and equality and all this crap and privilege, right. you know, demanding people recognize their privilege. You and all your friends have more privilege than anybody I know because you got into this university when other people would not be able to.
1: And then, you know, there's another study that um, your, all sorts of firms, they do experiments where they have um, precisely the same credentials for these fake applications. And the people from the so-called top tier universities get eleven times as many interviews as somebody who went to, uh, I don't know, the University of Indiana or something like. Oh, that. Oh,
2: I don't doubt that. Yeah, I don't doubt that uh, for your first job especially.
1: Yeah. So, and listen, my takeaway is not some sort of Bernie Sanders-esque we need to, uh, you know, confiscate everybody's money and redistribute it thing. It's that the whole idea of the elite colleges in the university system right now is morally and academically. Bankrupt. And it's a vestige of the old days. It just I, I want more and more people to catch on to what a scam it is.
2: It was all bullcrap. But the very part of America that's lecturing us the most about the lack of social mobility and the American dream being dead yeah. is the is the part of America that's perpetuating it or expanding it more than anybody else.
1: Right. Well well the reason it's all so gross is that you've got this giant bloated elitist administration. And then you've got these professors who are radical Marxists who are teaching less than they ever have. The students are going to class less. They're mm-hmm. learning less. Marxists teaching to the richest kids in America. That's hilarious. And, and and the Marxist professors have probably got a self-hatred thing going because they, they see what their university is. And so they get even more and more Marxist. It's it's a bizarre situation, and the one thing it is is unhealthy. It's yeah, just, no doubt. Like I said, it's gross, the and whole I, thing. And I hope
2: unsustainable.
1: Oh, yeah, there's no reason your kid should pay $40,000 a year to learn what's on the Internet. You
2: might not get the education you want at a university, but you might get an STD. Uh, the prevalence of STDs growing in America, Saturday Night Live took on the topic over the weekend. And they are paying a price. Oh, boy. I'm using my disturbed voice. Sorry to hear that. Over a comedy bit using my finger quotes. Was this funny? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's putting a lot of pressure on uh, Turkey with some uh, what they call strong sanctions. We'll see if that tariffs and all that sort of stuff. We'll see if that makes a dent. Trump's got to be, you know, he's the most. We've been saying he's the most easily butt hurt person in the world for a long time. Oh yeah. If you get if you get so bothered by minor insults that you have to take big swings at nobodies, you would think when he warned. The president of Turkey, and I hate to call him president because he's really a dictator. Yeah. Um, the dictator of Turkey. When Trump warned the dictator, don't do this, and the guy said, whatever, I'll do whatever the hell I want, mm. I would think that would stick in Trump's craw. He wouldn't want that to... Uh, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and listen, the president, for all of his qualities, uh, has a few uh, quirks, and one of them is he really uh, sees himself as a strong man and a manly man, and... Uh, and Erdogan just brushed him out of the way. said, no, get out of the way. We're coming into Syria, period. Yeah. So we got
2: more on that coming up yeah, a little we'll bit later. We'll see how that goes. Got a debate tonight.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> only three hours, though. So, boy, don't blink and you'll miss it. And only oh. eight people on stage who don't have a chance of getting elected uh, mayor of, where was uh, Mayor Pete mayor.
2: Indiana? Somewhere in Uh India. Right,
1: yeah. Indiana's a state,
2: Jack. Yes, I know. It's uh, somewhere in India.
1: Cory Booker couldn't get elected the mayor of South Bend. But he'll be up on the stage wasting my time.
2: So controversy on Saturday Night Live. They took on the news story we had last week that. STDs are up, and your old classic STDs are, are back and uh, thriving, and have been going up for five years. Now, this is obviously not a segment to listen to with your children. If you're the sort of person who listens to talk radio with your children, there's no nasty language. There is one somewhat troubling euphemism at one point, but uh, <laughs> or, or metaphor or whatever you want to call it. But uh, so this is Pete Davidson, the comedian. Back on Saturday Night Live for the first time this season, I think, I didn't know if, if he'd left or not, and looking terrible. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he looked awful. <laughs> I heard he was promoting a movie he's in. Or maybe he's just tired. He, yeah. lo- he looked like he was coming off a bender. Well, he lives a uh, colorful, youthful life. Anyway, here's a little Pete Davidson.
3: Uh, like, I, I don't know. I understand people can be worried about STDs. You know, I get tested all the time because you know I look like I have all of them, and, <laughs> yeah, and I might have created my own. But every single time, I just, I pray that I only get the ones that you just mentioned, because you could just, you know, take a pill and keep, you know, rolling the dice. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, the flu could last like a month, but syphilis, it's like four days. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah the flu is like four syphilises. <laughs> well, I guess that, that's like a really optimistic way of looking at it. the only you... way, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, we forgot to mention that NBC is in theory in trouble for this and apologizing because it d- takes Why? STDs lightly, I guess, or whatever. But
0: there's the comedy show.
2: <laughs> the flu is like that was
1: inappropriate though. The that's, flu is like take it seriously. Oh, her syphilis is... <laughs> that's pretty funny. This comedy show is not taking that <laughs> topic seriously. <laughs> Here's more.
3: No, so a record number of people have uh, curable STDs. You know what I hear? Way to go, science. All right? There's already a cure. We don't even need to, you know, have a race for it. Like, I read online that dating is actually, like, desegregating America. Like, online. It's like helping, you know? Way more people are dating, like, outside their race and, like, their social class and religion, you're going to risk all that ethnic harmony just to stop a few busted pipes from dripping? I don't think that's fair. <laughs> Look, fine. Penis, you child. No, they don't let us say any of the fun words. You think busted pipes dripping was my first choice? <laughs> I, I like him calling Colin a child. <laughs> you child. You
1: <laughs> child.
2: I, I tell you what, handle the tough talk. He's, a...
1: <laughs> he's Froot Loops, but he's a brilliant wordsmith. I think he's terrific. And uh, I don't know if NBC's
2: actually apologizing or actually under any pressure, but he ends with this.
3: Obviously, it's a bad thing that all these diseases are back, you know, after so many years. I mean, like, gonorrhea. Like, does everything in my generation have to be a reboot? Like, the clap and Rambo came back in the same year. <laughs> And neither of them were wanted. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, that's good. Cute child. Oh, (laughs) speaking of NBC, did you hear, uh, uh, and uh, how did we miss this, or didn't bubble to the top, Matt Lauer's denial letter that he put out, because that one gal who used to work there is saying he raped her in Sochi, Russia. And specifically uh, said she was hammered, couldn't give consent, and he forced several uh, alternate sex acts upon her. One of which Marshall shouted at us without warning the other day. A.S. its initials. Well, Matt has put out a specific, detailed, categorical denial. When did he put out this? I think it was several days ago
2: because I, I October the 9th. There were a couple, a couple of uh, uh, columnists last week who say, "Look, Matt Lauer's a creep." I'm no, I've, I've never liked Matt Lauer. Harvey Weinstein's a perv. All this sort of stuff. But this latest accusation on Matt Lauer is 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 going too far with jumping to conclusions. A lot of people who who think Matt Lauer's a
1: creep. It's from the Ronan Farrow book. Yeah. we should mention the accusations. One, Brooke Neville's, um But he goes into detail. Had an extramarital affair with her 2014. Sochi Russia, we engaged in a variety of sexual acts. We performed OS on each other. We had VS and we had AS. Each act was mutual and completely consensual. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Nothing could be further from the truth. There was absolutely nothing aggressive about the encounter. She did not say or do anything to object. She certainly did not cry. She was a fully enthusiastic and willing partner.
2: And they continued to date after that.
1: Which doesn't mean anything, but that's worth throwing out. And, and service each other in a yeah. variety of means, uh, some of which I hope you're all enjoying in your personal I'm, tr-
2: lives. I'm still trying to figure out those letters. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
0: Well, U.S. troops out of Syria, but they are not going far, it turns out. And LeBron James, we will hear him weighing in again on the NBA-China tweet battle.
2: He should he should get into this a lot. That's only helping him. You sure it's only three hours? Is there some sort of like director's cut I can get where it's oh, like four or five no. hours? <laughs> ah! The debate tonight that yeah. starts at eight Eastern five Pacific right.
1: now featuring more candidates than last time.
2: I would be uh, I would be dreading standing there for three hours if I was doing it, and I'm younger than most of those people up there by a lot. Yep. Uh, that's a oof. That's a rough one.
1: News Ah, now. Well, I'll watch the first chunk of it and uh, let others more qualified than me watch the last part.
2: I actually like the echo room and and, uh, all that sort of stuff. I enjoyed that. The echo chamber. I like the pundits weighing in and picking out what they think happened and all that sort of stuff. Even though I know it doesn't matter. It rarely
1: has any effect on the race. Yeah. It might tonight because Joe Biden is vowed to be more assertive. I yes. I have vowed, I have maintained from the beginning that he's terrible at running for president. And the less he says, the better for him. Well, if he's going to go out there and defend himself, he's probably going to make an ass of himself. So. You, know,
2: you know what could make a guy go uh, too far is people criticizing your son in front of you on television. If yeah. they go after Hunter Biden. I don't know if anybody
1: will. Yeah, I've gotten the idea from several of the prominent Dems that they don't want to go there.
0: No, yeah. News now with Marsha Phillips. i got to tell you, the fog of war is definitely not lifting. Turkey's invasion of northeastern Syria continues to widen. Syrian government troops now have moved into the region. That's setting up a potential fight with the Kurdish forces. The Syrian forces moved in after the Kurdish fighters previously allied with the U.S. worked out a deal with President Assad's government for help against the Turkish invasion. After the U.S. pulled back American forces.
2: I, I'm, I'm so bothered by the media coverage of this, and it's, it's the same thing we've had now for years. People hate Trump so much that I have trouble figuring out, is this what's actually happening? Is this what right. you actually think? Or is it all because you hate Trump so much? Uh, half a million people have died so far in the Syrian civil war that Obama decided to stay out of. I think making the right decision. But a lot of people didn't think he was making the right decision. Right. And, but he didn't get a tremendous amount. Every person that died over the last eight years in Syria didn't get laid at the foot of Barack Obama.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, the reporting is incredibly unfair and unbalanced. According to it's you... a tough call, though, man. Yeah. The whole thing is a really tough call.
0: According to U.S. officials, about 1,000 U.S. troops that are being withdrawn from Syria are being repositioned in Iraq, Kuwait, and possibly Jordan. So they're not going to be leaving the area. They are going to be repositioned Uh. in various stations around the area. I was
2: watching Britt Hume on on Fox yesterday. He's their senior analyst and a really fair guy, I think. And he was saying the same thing I was saying yesterday morning is, look, Erdogan told Trump, I'm going in. Trump had the choice of leaving the guys there and challenging Turkey or pulling them out. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Maybe you think he should have challenged him, but if Turkey goes anyway,
0: then you're at war with Turkey. You got to be prepared for that. Well, and the other thing too, uh, Turkey's a NATO ally, so okay, you challenge whatever Turkey. that means. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, a, that's
1: a shaky one. Uh, I wish that President Trump had been more explicit and direct with the American people, saying what you just said. Because he's left that more or less unsaid. He has said, I said, we're getting out of these wars. We're getting out.
2: So remember the story as it hit the day after the phone call was, Trump gives green light to Turkey. Yeah. To what extent is that true? Did he say go ahead or did he say don't do it and then pull the troops out because he was afraid Turkey was going to do it either way? That's not the same as giving the green light. But that was the headline everywhere. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, Was that just verbiage coming out of other people or out of a news outlet?
1: That was, this ought to get nailed down. Anonymous sources saying that. Uh, the administration is pushing back against that now.
0: Yeah, they have been. LeBron James made his first public comments about the uh, uh, since the Lakers got back from China about the October 4th tweet by the Rockets general manager Daryl Morey in support of the pro-democracy Hong Kong protesters that uh, sent the relationship between the NBA and China its biggest overseas market into turmoil. LeBron saying
2: we all do have freedom of speech but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only, you're only thinking about yourself so um, I don't believe um, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand Whoa! And, um, and he spoke and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom
1: of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Last
0: question, please.
1: Wow, well, I have a three-headed monster of a response to this. He was being so careful. I don't think he made clear that he was saying, we were in China. Do it when we're home. Don't stir up this hornet's nest. Oh, that's what he meant by way to work. In yeah. China. Yeah. Right.
2: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. He meant
1: wait a week till you're home. Second thing about not being educated that's what the Chinese authorities said about anybody who dared criticize their territorial claims. That phrase is ominous to me. I think the guy was plenty educated, and he's with right. the, the the freedom lovers in Hong Kong. I think that was completely out of bounds. third aspect of that is that it appeared he was saying, to some extent, again, but he was being so vague that you can't really figure out what he meant, um, saying, look, there's a hell of a lot of money at stake, dude. Why don't you just pick a different topic to tweet on? You're screwing up, you're derailing the gravy train. Well, right. Man. When he said there are a lot of repercussions, yeah.
2: not only financially, but emotionally, so financially was at the top of the list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, what you're saying is keep your mouth shut about China because
0: there's a lot of money at stake. Okay? Harley Davidson has paused production and delivery of its electric motorcycle. The Milwaukee based company announced it had found an issue during the final quality checks. I don't know if you heard of the Live Wire bike. No. The Live Wire bike is uh, being rolled out electric bike. The idea
2: is so there's car- an electric uh, like a, a extension cord. You get a really long extension cord.
0: <laughs> yeah, really long. You can extension drive. A, you cord, can drive yeah. 100 feet if you got right. a 100 foot cord. Right. For a Harley motorcycle, pay
1: the extra for the 200 footer. Trust me on that.
0: Anyway, the bike comes with a price tag of about thirty thousand dollars, and it's part of Harley's plan to try and attract younger riders. All right. Oh, so, you know, nice. Let's
1: try. Uh, That thing could be so fast he couldn't stay on it, though.
2: Wow, I can't even imagine. Motors, I can't yeah. even imagine what an electric motorcycle would be like. Is far- that on? Is that on par with gas powered motorcycles, or is that on the high end of of cost? Oh, thirty grand—that's way high. Okay, that would be the, yeah. like the most expensive Harley you can buy right now. Just absolutely loaded with the coolest chrome okay. and everything right. would be thirty grand. Right. So that's really expensive. Right? Prices used to be higher, didn't they? For Harleys, or is no, that like no, loaded up used? To... That's that's a that's a high price right there. Yeah, thirty okay. grand. Woo. Um. But so so they're trying to get a different market. Okay, yep. well that because I was going to say I don't I I've owned Harleys for many 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 years. Right. I don't know anybody who's hankering for one of these, and certainly not at a cost of thirty grand. Yeah. But uh, you're trying to get a different crowd.
0: Exactly. I can't
2: imagine how fast that would be though. Oh the, yeah. I, I I literally can't imagine that you could hold on. No, you would
0: have to have
1: like a uh, 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 Apollo Eleven backrest. Yeah, to even stay on. Yeah, if
2: it's your hand strength to right. be able to no. stay on. No, forget it.
1: Right. Right. For no, if for millennials like... these days, their grip strength notoriously weak. <laughs> That's a
2: good
0: <laughs> point. It's a science that proved
1: that millennials have weak grip strength.
0: <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips The Armstrong and Getty show the conscience of the nation. Instead of chopping wood like my generation, they're holding onto a latte. Please,
1: <laughs> arms like linguini. <laughs> There wasn't actually that much wood chopping. <laughs> right. right.
2: I think about that though, and I think that's interesting, and it's fine. It's the evolution of uh, human beings and what we do and, and how we live. It's a, it's a it's an animal adapting to its environment. Sure. Uh, it's Darwinism. But well, my dad did way more manual labor than I did, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of manual labor. There's a chance my kids do no manual labor for 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 a living. I mean, so what is strength? The 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 curve of strength, where's that going?
1: Well, yeah, that's bad parenting. Every year I would tear the siding off our house and make my kids reinstall it. I should have them stacking
2: cinder blocks to prepare themselves for life in front of a computer screen.
1: Exactly. That's my point exactly. Get their grip strength up.
2: How weak will human beings be in another generation or two? And it won't hurt anything. you
1: know, Or will it?
2: Or will it? Yeah. Well,
1: unless we can use our computers to fend off ISIS when they come in mm. for our stuff, or China, or whoever the younger, hungrier uh, would-be power is. Don't need to be strong when you got your own Iron Man suit flying you around,
2: shooting exactly. rockets out of
0: your palms. Mass- robots. <laughs> massive robots, <laughs> <laughs>
2: massive robots, yes. drones, etc., sure. shooting rockets out of your palms. That's right. <laughs> you child, <laughs> you child. <laughs>
1: Back when Star Trek didn't suck, uh, they had some really good episodes about that sort of thing. Societies that uh, perpetrated perpetual wars um, through technology, but they themselves were very wussy and passive and, and that sort of thing. But they killed the hell out of each other all the time. Mm. And and the moral uh, you know the moral space a society like that inhabits it's actually very good political commentary. Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, uh, uh, the brilliant scholar from the Goldwater Institute, has written some unbelievably smart, interesting stuff about the evolution of foreign policy in Star Trek mm. through the years. <laughs> wow. it's right. really good. Wow,
2: and does it include Kirk getting uh, getting tail?
1: Intergalactic fail all the time? You know, that was not my interest in it, Matt Lauer. I don't remember. Wow. Fascinating. I don't recall. Wow.
0: Intergalactic.
1: (laughs) From Joe Getty's book,
2: How How to
0: Argue
1: Unfairly. I also have my my tape series and my seminars. (laughs) Call call somebody Matt Lauer. They're immediately
2: in no position where they can say anything, really. Um, He just called me a rapist.
1: How do I, what do I, exactly. And that's why you need to learn to argue unfairly with me, Joe (laughs) Gantt. That's
2: fantastic. Um, there was a horrible shooting with a cop who's now uh, lost his job and yep. being charged with murder. Yeah, we haven't touched on that story. Oh, and you should probably it's mention. Just it. awful. Yeah, if you haven't heard it, it is awful. But well, and there's you know another side to the story. Okay, uh, want yeah, to hear that? Worth airing. Yeah, definitely. Next on the Armstrong and Yetis. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm back of my head. I got two, two o'clock a.m. I got a call from my niece, and she alerted me that my neighbor's door was open. Both her doors, both her front doors were open, which was unusual for the neighbor. So I came over to see if there was anything wrong. I noticed that all the lights were in, in, in the house were on. I didn't see any movement. So instead of going in, I went back home and I called the Fort Worth Police Department to come out and do a welfare check to make sure that my neighbor was okay. Fifteen minutes later, I heard a loud noise and I saw five or ten police officers surrounding the house. And I don't know what happened on the inside of the house? All I know is my neighbor is dead.
1: So uh, that is a neighbor of a Fort Worth, Texas woman who was uh, shot to death by a police officer the other day. It's an absolutely horrific story. Just tragic. And uh, I always hesitate to comment on these things until all of the facts are in. Plenty of the facts seem to be in. This was a guy who never should have been a cop. He's a rookie cop. The neighbor is worried about his neighbor because it's the wee hours of the morning. The doors are open. The lights are on. um, And he he called the non-emergency line. And he said, hey, can you just do a welfare check? I'm a little concerned. And a couple of the cops, they show up. They go around the house. They're trying to figure out if anything terrible is happening inside or happened or whatever. And they're walking around cautiously and silently in the dark. And then, but the, all the lights are on in the house, and um, the one cop comes to the window, sees the woman inside, and and shouts at her. And the body camera body camera footage is available if you want it. And shouts, "Show me your hands," uh, you know, blah blah blah. And then shoots almost simultaneously with shouting that. Never identifies himself as a cop or whatever. is a little lady who lived in the damn house. She was up playing video games with her nephew. Jesus, is that yeah? Yeah, it's it's a horrible, horrible story. So
2: if my doors are open, all of a sudden I might have a sc- a cop screaming at me, "Show me your hands."
1: And if you if you panic and make the wrong move, you're shot to death in your own home. Do
2: I have to show you my hands? I'm standing in my living room playing video games.
1: Yeah, that's well the 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 uh, cop in question resigned. I'm not sure what that move was all about, and has been charged with murder. Um, wow, it's. Uh, you gotta screen people better before you give them a gun. And I understand, you know, split-second decisions. There's fear involved. It's a charged atmosphere, et cetera. I understand that pretty well. Um, but it's just, it's a terrible story. It's, you know, meanwhile, and it's funny. I was uh, flipping through an actual newspaper for some reason, and uh, they're buried on page five A. I think it was was um, a couple of cops have been killed in the last couple of days. Uh, it's dangerous, dangerous work, and it's it's. You know, I just the and I get why the coverage of the innocent person dying has gotten uh, much more coverage. I understand that, um, because she didn't take on the line of work of getting shot in her home intentionally. She was just an innocent person. So, but you know, it goes both ways. It's a terrible story. There's no upside. There's no good guys in this. There's just, uh it's just terrible. Anyway, you know what we need now is um, transition music. Michael, it needs to be the serious to less serious transition music. Do you remember that one?
2: Mm, 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 mm. Lift it the mood a little. The flugelhorn helps. Is that a
0: flugelhorn or is that a trumpet?
2: A muted trumpet. No, he played a... Uh, Herb Alpert? Yeah. I think so. Was I it a cornet? Right. I could just be thinking of Chuck Mangione who played that. But.
1: Don't be thinking of Chuck Mangione <laughs> if you even avoid it.
2: <laughs> I kid. Why yeah. would I, yeah, you know, you I you... badmouth that uh, honored uh, instrumentalist? Wait, do, you see, do you see what just happened? What? Our minds are cleared and we're on to a different topic, ah. which is the whole point of the music. Yes. Yeah, that topic, for some reason, is Chuck Mangione. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's hard to explain, Sean. You'd have to diagram yeah. the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have time for what we're going to do now, do we? Who's to blame? Well, next hour, and I got me. a couple of things. D- I'm sorry,
2: Chuck Mangione. Yes, me. what's the matter with you? We got, you got a couple of texts. <laughs> One text, Jack. You've done manual labor. I thought you were the kind of guy who cried after sex. Okay, <laughs> got that. Wow. Um, a person can be both.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you,
2: positive Sean.
1: Thank you for standing up for the emancipated man.
2: And uh, we got this text. Are there any odds on the debate tonight? Yes, a three-hour debate tonight. Eight Eastern, five Pacific. Now, 12 candidates on stage by oh, January yes. will be all the way back up to 28 candidates on stage as they shrunk it and are growing it again. When
1: 10 is just not enough.
2: How long will it take to Joe, for Joe Biden to insult Julian Castro in an outdated movie reference? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ethel.
1: Hey, Esther. Or whatever. <laughs> Esther, whatever. I said, That's hey, what, Esther. Esther Williams. That's How it. long until Joe Biden wraps a chain around somebody's head?
2: How long till Bernie Sanders gurgles out the
1: Soviet national anthem? Well, he's whispery and gurgly now after his heart attack.
2: Wow, he was gurgly before that. Well, maybe the heart attack cleared him out. Maybe the stents and everything
1: cleared all that gunk <sighs> out of there. No, he, no. Maybe no, no, he's no.
2: gonna come out like this tonight. You know what I think we should do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, last time I heard him talk, he was like, eh, "It's hard to even understand."
2: Do any of the one percenters go uh, go hard at Bernie Sanders? Bust out like some defibrillators? Bring <laughs> a oh, prop comic on the guy. <laughs> you know <laughs> Julian awful. Castro, who tried to make a real point. Of Biden. No, oh, did you forget that? Did you already forget what you said two minutes ago? He's going to go that far over the top with Bernie. Oh, Bernie, you're looking a little flush there. You having another heart attack, Bernie? Oh,
1: no, 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 not appropriate. <laughs> well, he not has no filter good. is my point. Right. Well, not a joke. interesting. So, <laughs> I apologize for being gay.
2: Hey, yes, sir. And we also got this. Well, there'll be a, I'm hoping for, this person is hoping for a wardrobe malfunction with Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> oh, my. Which would you know, break I, the Internet?
1: I was just going to say. Not uh, a joke. The two <laughs> the two newcomers, since they're winnowing by getting bigger, the Democratic Party. Tulsi Gabbard, who's a cutie, so she's got that going for her. And she actually makes sense a lot of the time, too. And Tom Steyer, the tiresomely self-serious billionaire who's been shouting about impeachment since before the inauguration. And he just keeps changing his justification for it. Castro's got to be a little more subtle with his heart attack shot. He'll
2: say something like, maybe you missed this story while you were in the hospital, but Rudy's guys, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing.
1: Oh, golly. That'd be pretty good. How are your arteries, old man? (laughs) Maybe he goes over the top. We don't know. Three hours. Armstrong and Getty.